Welcome to Why We Podcast with your host, Vikram Rajan, where attorneys, accountants, coaches, and clients share how their show helps their clients, their audience, their guests, and their own practices. You can watch episodes on YouTube and listen through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. For the live stream and prior episodes, go to videosocials.net slash whywepodcast. Have you ever thought about hosting your own podcast? Already host one? Do you like to be featured on other people's podcasts? Come to our next show host networking event and introduce yourself to dozens of podcast hosts who interview subject matter experts like you. You can RSVP for free at videosocials.net slash showhosts. Now here's the host of Why We Podcast, Vikram Rajan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Uh, we stream live just about every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, but you can also catch prior episodes, as you just heard, uh, on our website and YouTube, uh, and of course, my own LinkedIn. So I'm looking forward to getting to know two more podcast hosts today and learning about why they podcast. Both are great seasoned uh, podcast hosts. We're going to learn a lot of insights about what they do professionally and a thing or two about how their podcast has grown uh, over it. Um, so before we even jump into the podcast, I'd love to get to know what they do professionally. Uh, here's Christopher Anderson and then Zen Benefield. Chris, Christopher, can you share a little bit more about what you do professionally for the attorneys? Um, sure, I'd be happy to. So I work with attorneys um, on running their business. I mean, to put it very simply, um, I help attorneys do better uh, to cause their businesses to meet their needs. Um, and part of that is discovering what those needs are. Um, but uh, everything from uh, helping them with uh, the acquisition of new clients to helping them with acquiring team and running uh, the operations to deliver on the promises made to those clients, as well as monitoring the progress and the metrics of the business to make sure that it is on track to deliver the results that they want. That's neat. Zen, what about you? What do you do professionally? Well, I, I do a uh, couple, three different things. I uh, do partnering workshops for building road and bridge construction, and I also do transformational coaching from a business and personal standpoint, applying the same skills in both areas. And I've been doing that for 20 some odd years. And then recently, I just accepted the executive director position with a global peace movement called Live and Let Live. Live and Let Live. And so we can segue Zen into your show, and then we'll come back to you, Christopher. Zen, what's the name of your show, and how did it, how did you segue? How did you start it? Why did you call it that? Like, give sure. us the creation story. Um, back in 1990, I did a show here in Phoenix called One World. I investigated how people got where they were at from both inner and outer perspectives, what fears they encountered, and how they overcame them, and saw that fitting into the the common human experience around them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thirty years later. My wife said, hey, you need to start talking to people again. And so I created One World in a New World. Same kind of motif, 30 years of wisdom garnered in order to ask better questions and look at how we are evolving collectively toward a, uh, for lack of a better, unification process globally now because of the rise in consciousness and the need for working together. That's neat. When did you start the show? April, uh, actually, the uh, first show was June 1st of uh, 2021. Yeah, 2021. So you're, you're coming on to a year now. Yep. 
Yes, that's cool. I, I want to go more into that, uh, the deeper philosophy and the type of guests that you talk to. Let's actually turn to Christopher and kind of hear his creation story of how that came about. So you've been having, you have your podcast for a while, Christopher, right? So can you give us a little bit of that segue of when did you decide, why did you decide, and why did you name your show that way? Well, I was born in a log cabin. Um, no. And, uh, you know, back then we just, we did little things and suddenly there was this microphone and I, no, the, uh, it's the, my creation story is actually boring as hell. Um, I worked, uh, my show started seven plus years ago. Um, I took over a show, uh, that had been done by another attorney. Um, and, uh, the legal talk network came sure. to me and yeah. said, you know, this show has stopped. Um, we'd like you to see if you can fill in. And so for seven years plus, I've been filling in, uh, talking to lawyers across the country about how, you know, about the stuff that I just talked about before, but how to make their law firms work for them. Um, and so we've been, we've had a monthly show for that entire period of time. This year, we've actually just recently expanded. We have a second show each month, which is an ask me anything segment where, um, a couple dozen, um, Listeners uh, come on to a uh, a, a podcast format, um, mm -hmm. uh, and and they can ask. They each get depending on how many people show up for one hour, they can ask me anything, and uh, and then we broadcast the highlights of that uh, activity. Do you stream that live in its entirety? It sounds like you do the highlights as a podcast. So no, so you kind of do. Uh, uh, while it's recorded, that's not public, and then you kind of chop it up and, and edit it into something a little bit more succinct. Yeah, exactly. So that you know, sometimes some questions are all questions are good questions, but some questions are a little bit better than others. <laughs> um, you know, it's particularly like sometimes one week after another or one month after another, the same question might come up. A listener sure. didn't hear the show, and so we want to make it. We want to make the content. Um, useful for listeners um, yeah. and uh, and unique. So that's, that's yeah, we do chop it up a little bit. That makes bit. sense. And then for, so, that, so you have the AMA, the Ask Me Anything, and then you have the typical guest, one-on-one uh, -on -one guest. And what's that process like? How do you format the show? How do you vet the guests? What's that process like uh, doing the show? Yeah, so first of all, um, you know, we look for large checks to come in the mail, um, and that, that's how we choose our you guests. Better. Um, play. <laughs> no, well, um, some shows are some podcasts are. Yeah, we are not. You're saying we are not. So I'm looking for typically most of my guests are not practicing attorneys because the, the show is for practicing attorneys. So most of my guests are people that either have information that is useful to share right. to attorneys. And, and again, it's, it's for law firm owners is really who the show's for. So information that's useful to share, you know, what Zen was talking about might be useful to share. I still want to hear how building bridges and all transformational coaching are really using the same skills. I want to hear about that. We're going to get to that. Yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, but, but so I do have coaches come on. I have people who know how to do, who are great hiring experts come on, marketing experts, sales experts. Um, I've had people who are can teach uh, lessons about how to look at metrics or how to set up KPIs, all sorts of things. But it, it, the the show, I don't think we've said the name of it yet. But the show, yeah, is so I'm the, waiting for it. And yeah. and of course, you didn't name it necessarily, right? I'm the, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. And it's called the Unbillable Hour, which I love. Um, it's. Uh, 
uh, you know, it talks about all the things that lawyers should want to know about how to run their business. It's not about teaching them about how to be a better lawyer um, or about how to bill your clients, um, but rather it's the unbillable hour, all that stuff that lawyers have to do to make their businesses successful. So while you didn't name it and you were essentially the adopted host, uh, you've come to really appreciate the underlying meaning of the unbillable hour. Absolutely. And and, and I mean, I, I think that's why the Legal Talk Network sought me out is that's it's what I've done um, my entire career. At the time that that happened, I was actually working at LexisNexis, um, helping lawyers um, with software uh, for their businesses mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and, and you know, actually consulting directly with them to help them figure out how to implement that software. And then, and I'd done that before Lexus. I do, do have done that since Lexus Nexus, right. um, including running my own law firms. But yeah, that, that, that concept of using technology, using good coaching tools to run your business better has been, that's what I do. That's what I've done. My, that's, that's great. Uh, yeah. I, I really would love to uh, dive deeper into how has the show helped for your career, your firm, your personal brand? How has it helped your guests? We'll get to that, but let's turn to Zen to kind of hear kind of really your question, Christopher. Uh, how do you, uh, pun intended, bridge the two worlds then? It, it, uh, what are the figurative skills that are needed around bridge building literally and maybe bridge building figuratively? Absolutely. And, you know, people are people anywhere. What we do anywhere, we do everywhere. So, the coaching techniques involved in getting people, places, and things facilitated to work together better apply across the board in any situation, whether it be personal, relationships, work, uh, construction teams, because basically I do team building exercises that bring the team together to work as one. I call it job archy, which is where the job's the boss and everybody wins, right? And that uh, and then the process of issue resolution, which in a construction project, it's usually two to five years. There are various places during that critical path schedule that have issues that need to be prepared and ready for before they happen so that there's no work stoppage, because that's anywhere from you know tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. Um, so and the same applies, you know, we. Uh, our lives are, you know, we're, we're our own project manager. Sure. Right? So <clears throat> coming from that perspective, it's just creating the conversations that bring out those concerns, uh, reading micro expressions, both in, in, you know, the coaching situation as well as the group situation to know what's not being said in order to draw that out and have those conversations that are really the most critical to have in order to get people into that common space of working together effectively. So um, how do you bring those themes into your show? Do same you? kind of thing. It, it's okay. What, uh, uh, you know, we talk about the inner experience. We live half inside yeah. and half outside. We don't necessarily recognize that yet. Some do. And we seek to make the outside as the inside, but first we've got to clean up the inside to make sure that we know what we're doing. Right. And by inside, you mean what mindset and and psyche, you know, the mind's an instrument, the body's an instrument. We don't know how to tune them, let alone play them well. And in the combination, they're a cohesive unit that actually works towards our benefit when we pay attention to it and not try to force things or be aggressive towards ourselves. Right. Yeah. So in that respect, 
this kind of coalesces in, into this uh, exploration of the inner awareness, the practical applications that that then found in the outer world. And my guests have been organizational development specialists, the politicians, lawyers. Matter of fact, uh, Christopher, great guest for you to have. His name's Mark Victor. He's the founder and uh, of the Attorneys for Freedom here in my town, Chandler, Arizona. And he's also the founder for the Live and Let Live Global Peace Movement. So it's back. It, it started in a lawyer's firm. Right. So there's some meat to it from that perspective that, frankly, I haven't found in any other movements. And so all of this, you know, my show and, and interviewing Mark for it uh, went into this serendipitous, almost synchronistic opportunity for me to step in as the executive director of the foundation. That's neat. That's really cool. How do you how do you choose the guests? I mean, those that's kind of like the criteria. Are, are you vetting? Are you doing an introduction call? Like, how, how do you know they're going to be a right fit for your theme and show? I do both. Uh, I have you know seventeen thousand contacts on LinkedIn okay, of various yeah. sorts, and so that's a great resource. I belong to a Biz Catalyst uh, author group. Sure. Uh, several other groups, and so I look for people that express at least to some degree a level of consciousness and awareness that they are able to utilize their own awareness, guidance, you right. know, inner wisdom in yeah. in the outer world in some way to affect either change or to build something a little bit better and have people work together at greater capacity and being better humans. That's great. That's fantastic. We're going to go deeper in the same kind of question I'm about to ask Christopher in the sense of like, how have you seen that working where, you know, when we talk about why we podcast, there's that actual benefit to you, but then there's the benefit to your audience who could be potential clients in, in Christopher's case, especially, uh, but then there are benefits to the guests. And I'd love to kind of hear stories from both of you, but we'll kind of turn the mic over to, to, to Christopher. What have you heard from and have you heard from your guests? I can only assume that they're excited to be on your show. They're, they're given the, your audience of law firm owners. And so they're sharing their episode with their circle of influence. Have they come back to you and shared any kind of anecdotes of being on your show helped in some way? Um, yes, they usually come crying about how wonderful it was. Um, and, and that's when the uh, big, big check comes in the mail. That's right. No, the, the truth is, yeah, the, we do that, right? The guests typically have a network, maybe not quite as large as Zen's, but, uh, a, a network of people to whom they can share, uh, sure. the show, um, which expands the reach of the show. I mean, I think it does it does a few things, right? It expands yeah. the reach of the show when they do that. Good for me. Um, it gives them a platform, my show, uh, on the Legal Talk Network, that is good for them. Gives them credibility, gives them authority. Um, and so when they share this with their network, they're sharing something that enhances their their stature, with sure. that group, because you know, here I, you know, as seen on the Unbillable Hour, um, and uh, and so there's there's that, and then of course we get that synergy, right? So their list right. gets it, my list gets it, and we both get uh, aspects of each other's lists. Every sure. guest I have at the end of the show uh, gets to 
give people a, a, a call to action, not a, we don't sell anything on the show, but the call to action can be, if you want to know more about me or what we've been talking right. about, you can right. contact me in this way. Right. Um, and you know, if in that way they they happen to have a, uh, an offer on their page, God bless us. We just don't yeah. do that on the show. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's very synergistic and, and yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, that's helped to grow my audience. And I think it, it, the, the it, I do speak with guests. I've had some repeat guests about, yeah. you know, the new people that, that have come into their circle through, through the show. Yeah. I like hearing about that. And so do you do any kind of a follow-up mechanism? I can only assume obviously you're giving them the show links so that they're sharing it much more easily. Is there any other follow-up process that you happen to do with, with guests? Um, you kind of leave aware. All right. They'll come back. I, uh, you know what? I, I suck at that. No, I don't do <laughs> okay. much follow-up. Um, you know, yes, we do the links. Yes, we give them a way to do that. Um, right. And, uh, you know, the we we talk from time to time about, I like, guess, particularly if I want that similar topic or something else that they talk sure. about back on the show. Right. Um, but I don't have a formal okay. feedback loop with my guests. It, it is something that we're, we've now begun to do with our clients, and uh, hopefully the, the two of us can do that as well. Essentially, we're calling it a perm, a post-episode review meeting that we're able to break bread off the air, so to speak, in you know two or three weeks from now and just kind of say, all right, how, how was the show? We're able to share it and, and kind of get to know. And it becomes really a networking follow-up because we found that that is very often, like you said, Christopher, it, you're not alone. It, it's, it very much becomes this anticlimactic a- aspect where you have a great interview, you have a great show, but then like, then what? Like, shouldn't there be kind of a, a reprisal aspect of the relationship where, all right, what are, where are we going? Now, we happen to have known each other for a couple of years, but then we don't know each other all that well, except for you're coming at the show host networking events. And so it's a good opportunity to kind of take that interview into uh, more of a win-win productive referral relationship type type, type thing. What about you, Zach? What's the process like uh, in terms of with your guests? Have you heard anecdotes from them? You know, your, your theme is a little bit different, but I'm sure they, they have some type of a call to action and some type of aspect to their either business or nonprofit or what have you. What's that process been like? Have you heard from your guests? Oh, absolutely. My reviews on LinkedIn reflect a lot of their uh, comments and joy at being able to dive into places where they haven't the curiosity, the generative conversation. I feel like Christopher needs to say something. This is going to be like, you you put me on the screen here with this guy who's creating joy? Lawyers create joy. Lawyers create joy. Well, and I'm also working with a lawyer's firm that creates peace. <laughs> there you go. Right. What am I doing? Joy and here. peace. I don't, yeah, those are the two immediate words that people think of when they think of lawyers. But, but no, they but do how, it back. You know, how do we keep peace? Well, through legal yeah. and moral standards. Right? Yes. That's true. <laughs> Right. That's and and we don't necessarily have to agree with each other just as long as, you know, it's like two principles. For instance, um, I'm going to digress a little bit. Talk about yeah, live. Do, and let go live. For it. Yeah. All right. So live and let live is a principle. Right. The live side is the legal side of creating opportunities to remove all forms of aggression. Right. Through the legal system. So we're looking globally. We've got 30 chapters in 19 countries already in process when I stepped in. Uh, granted, they're in flux, but you know the, the goal is to be able to affect change in the ways that are appropriate to do so, right? 
then the let live side is the moral principle and being a better human. Yeah. Okay? Pretty simple, pretty profound in that way. <clears throat> so then the, the process, the follow-up and, and uh, you know, we reach out at uh, the family building, you know, there are these, these deeper kind of relationships that are created simply through the conversations that people, you know, like you two, I, I don't know you very much, but, you know, we can dive into things and, and the way I facilitate conversations kind of allows that vulnerability to rise to the surface in comfort and security and, you know, ability to express without feel of being looked at with, you know, a skewed view. Right. Because we all go through these things. We just don't admit it. Yeah. <laughs> so coming back to your show and the podcast and how you work with this. The follow up part of it. OK, so yeah. what I do, sometimes we talk about the follow ups in the show, but rarely because it, it's more just a conversation about consciousness sure. and how we apply those things. However, in the description below. I have all of the links to their websites, their books, whatever materials they have available. And I do offer that as part of the show in. So I'm, uh, before I ask Christopher this question, I'm going to ask you, Zan, how do you measure the success of your show? Like, How do you know that either, and I'll ask in two ways, how do you know that the episode itself was successful and then... Uh, we'll get to the measuring tape that, that Christopher is holding up. Yeah. And then how do you measure the, the success of having a podcast and that it's not, you know, a waste of your time where like, why am I doing this thing? Well, uh, with any relationship, it you know whether it's resonant or not. Right. Sure. And so that's chemistry if you click with a guest or not. Yeah. Right. That that's the most important is, is having that on screen connection. Right. And yeah. being able to feel that and engage it as full as we can sure. right, in the limited amount of time that we have. And then the the other metric is the subscribers and the views. OK. Yeah. OK. And so that's the telltale sign. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Do you end up having any kind of a call to action or any kind of freebie? Do you end up offering that on your own show for your own? Purposes. I mean, now you're executive director, but prior to that, do you have anything like that on your show that becomes like a benchmark? Um, yeah, you know, I mentioned that I do coaching okay, and partnering from time to time, yeah. but no specific effort okay. toward that because it's yeah. not yeah. A, a different type of show. Push for sales. Yeah, right? fair enough. Not the communion. Yeah. And then establishing, you know, if a listener or viewer, has a, a connection that they want to explore, then the information's there for them to follow. It, it's an invitation and it's self-initiating. Cool. Christopher, what about you? How do you measure the success of, of an episode and how do you measure the success of all the time that you put into having a podcast? Well, clearly not with joy. That's what, <laughs> you know, that, that's what I know. Like, can we measure it in, in ways that are not joyful at all? Um, the, you know, Listen, there's some metrics, right? Yeah. When Vikram is on my show, you know, we get the, the, we, and it's usually about three after about three months, you really get an idea. You look at three months, how many downloads, right? And, you know, when Vikram's on the show, we got this many, then all of a sudden Zen comes on and, you it's know, we've got four times, like some shows really are three to four times as much as other shows. So that's a metric um, because something, it's not random, right? It's like, it, and it's not like, a steady progression it's jagged some shows just get 
boom they got lots of downloads and 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 lots of watch why do you think so is it the influence of the guests or why do you or yeah i think some guests uh, you know, we talked about mm-hmm. the, that synergy about about sure. broadcasting it out to their network and mine, right. right? So I think that um, is a part of it. I think certain topics, no matter who the guest are, uh, guest is, um, generates more buzz. People and, and you know, dirty little secrets. The lawyers want the lawyers will download and watch the shows that are actually the ones they don't need. Um, like some of the shows that have the lower downloads are the ones they actually should be watching and listening to. Um, and use uh, but, examples. What does that mean? So that oh, sure, yeah. Everybody wants to watch the show about marketing. Like, okay. it, it, you know, I put on a guest about marketing, how to get more leads. Boom! Right. Like, All it, right. you know, usually those are fun. We'll, guests. we'll talk about that definitely. Yeah, I bring on the guest that talks about how to hire, and it's like, yeah, right. But that's yeah. like, golly, that's what lawyers really right. need right. to know: um, is how to hire better people and not have failed sure. hires. Sure. Um, and uh, you know, I did a show about um, infrastructure, about how to. You know how to do hoteling of offices, like yeah. that wasn't very popular, but it's actually a really important show. So, but yeah, the metrics of listeners are one, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's a really important one to me. And then we can also see who then sticks. Um, and so wow, we picked up a thousand extra listeners on this show, and wow, six hundred of them picked up the next show too. That's awesome. Right. And right. that's that's a good metric. It's like this show caused some people to stick. And we really so and that helps to inform us what to talk about next week or next month and the month and the next sure. month and the next month. I'm typically booked about five or six months out. So, yeah. um, you know, it tells me who and I've done it, uh, Vikram, like there have been shows that have been boom, pop. And I'll go grab another guest and actually stick them in the lineup ahead of time. Like, wow, this yeah. needs to be talked about Again. in two months, not six. All right. Yeah, during yeah. during COVID, we shifted a lot of them around to, to get some guests in that talked about like what do you need to do right now to preserve right. your business to keep, keep right going virtual or yeah. you know that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. That and then do you offer any kind of a freebie call to action where that becomes a benchmark where you know this is turning into client conversion or something of that sort? Yeah, well, for three easy payments of $4,999, you can, but no, we don't, we don't do that. Um, or a freebie. And yeah. What, no, what we do, we actually have no call to action in the show. Okay. Um, the, listen, the show is building this immense list that I can, I can make all the call sure. to actions I want. Right. Right. to this list at other times like the show is to give the show is about giving they are my guests give their time i give amazingly insightful commentary and questions um i mean they're just really remark them <laughs> that you know i they i give my time your own order. Yeah. the guests yeah. give their time and All we right. try to provide our listeners value okay. um enough value so that if i do send them something or i do pick up the phone they might take a look Sure. Um, and, uh, and, and that's what it's all about. And really, that the show- You know, you've been doing this for seven years. I can only assume it has. So how, how often does that happen where a client cites that the podcast in one way or another help them make a decision to work with you? Um, I don't think they, that that's how it works. It's okay. that it, it made, it gave them, it gave them the impetus, the incentive to open that email, to yeah. take that phone call. Right. Right. And like, and then, the, they knew what to talk about. They knew what to ask. And they, they there was this pre-established it, it level of, the road. Yeah, of credibility. I don't, sure. I don't think that, that I don't think anybody's listened to the podcast and then like 
called, tried to find me. Okay. Um, it may have happened. I mean, people do like people stop me at like tech show or, sure. or a bar event and go like, Oh, I've been listening to you for years. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm yeah, so yeah. thrilled. I can't see you on the other side. I'm so sorry. But, but you know, it, it's, it's a conversation starter, but it's mostly when I try to start the conversation, that's how it usually goes. Oh, that's interesting. What do you mean? Like how, how, how do you bring it no, up? By reaching out with an email or, or yeah. some other campaign where I'm actually trying to, uh, get a conversation started about how we might work together. Right. And then how do you reference the show in that kind of an email? Do you, do you reference yourself as a host? This is Christopher of Anderson Hour? from The Unbillable Hour. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay, great. So it's very <laughs> much uh, a, a lead lead in in that sense. Because they're like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm going to a podcast. So it's yeah. still special. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for being a listener. I wanted to make you aware of blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay, perfect. That's really cool. What about you, Zen? Do you, do you use the show as kind of an opening line to, to people that you don't know very well or happen to be a listener, but you don't really know very well? Depends on the conversation. And yes, as much as possible. Okay. That's right. cool. Because it's a different sort of thing. Um, and how it works is through that aspect I mentioned earlier that you know, really focuses on the attention, intention, and interaction that one sure. desires in life and how to find the flow with that. Now, yeah. that hasn't been a real common place type of thing, although it makes common sense. We haven't made sense common just sure. yet. And that's one of the things that I attempt to do in querying the guests and, and having them dive deeper and the comments that they make from that place and then moving that into consistent practical applications and opportunities in real life to put it to work in your relationships, your job, your career, your dreams, and helping them to move forward in a constructive way that actually has some traction. Yeah, right. That's awesome. In a minute, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, um, I'd love to wrap up with a couple of questions. Um, I'd love for you to share, um, is there um, a secondary reason, is there another benefit that you get from your podcast? I mean, there's, you know, for you, Christopher, there's that business aspect. For you, Zen, there's like life purpose mission. Is there another aspect that we haven't actually explored for you to kind of bring about? Is there, Absolutely. Uh, so we'll, we'll take a commercial break and, and I'll ask you about that. I'd love for you to rave about another podcast. So if you're a podcast junkie like me, let's take that break and we'll come back. Do you want your own podcast like this one? My team will do all the grunt work for you. Just show up, smile, and enjoy talking to your potential clients and referral relationships. Go to videosocials.net slash govip to watch our nine-minute webinar for all the details. Are you a busy lawyer, coach, consultant like me? You should have a podcast done for you to get you more clients, impress your colleagues, and it becomes your perpetual referrals flywheel. We find you the right guests. We schedule your guests, handle all the podcast tech, get you into Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and more done for you. Go to videosocials.net slash govip to watch our nine-minute webinar for all the details. Now back to the show. And back here we are. Zen, I know you came uh, to the previous show host networking. Were you there yesterday? I don't think no, I right. wasn't. I had okay. other things. Okay. All right. Yeah. Things to do. Better things to do, I suppose. That's fair <laughs> enough. That's uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, May 26th, if you're able to uh, join us, it'll be great to have you again. Uh, the last Thursday in May, last Thursday in June, is the next show host networking event. And Christopher, I don't think you've ever 
um, given us the pleasure of your company at a, at a show. Actually, I've been, I think oh. I've been to one. Um, Which one? Early, Do you remember? Early, no, I have no idea. Oh. So, so we started in December. Um, so it, it could have been December the or January. Ones. Yeah. Okay, maybe December. Uh, okay, great. Was it was it productive for you or, or not really? And you can um, be it, you know what? It is. It is. It was productive for me. Okay. The right. um, right uh, it is difficult for me to block that much time. Fair um, okay. And uh, and and the, I mean, in all honesty, my podcast, like the podcast I do, like problems I don't have. Yeah. Guests. Like sure. Right. Sourcing Not guests. It. Yeah, it's easy. Um. Uh. And uh. You know, finding you know great people to talk to. You know, like I wrote down Mark Victor. Like I'm going to reach out to him. Right. Um. But uh, you know, I've got a great team behind me that that reaches out, vets the guests, gets that done. So and do um, and you know, like I said, we stay five six months ahead, and we've got yeah. five six months of prospects beyond that. Yeah. Um. So. That's that's not you know that's, that's one not aspect, a right? And then there, if there's an aspect, if you want to be on other people's podcasts, you know, since there are a good number of attorneys who run shows that would love yeah, to have people, yes, there are, there yeah. are plenty. Well, um, I'm but, saying yeah, the show host network event. I mean, in general, yes. And then even at our events, since you know so many of our clients are attorneys. Um, but yeah, that's not the point of the question. So, but thank you so much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So hopefully you will come back at a, at a future one. I but, will. I will. It's yeah. just it, you know, we'll find the time. Yeah, we will. But I want to come back to your show. I want you to talk about your show. Um, So is there kind of a secondary benefit? Is there uh, that motivation that keeps you going month after month for your show, Christopher? Like, how do you? I like to tell people, because it's true, um, that one of the things I love about working with other lawyers, because I also, I have my own law firms um, and I run them and, you know, they could occupy and do occupy yeah, they're quite a full-time job. Meaning law firm clients, or you, you are you still a practicing attorney? I am not a practicing attorney, oh. but I am a law firm owner. Owner, um, okay. So you're yeah, an owner so, of firms. So I own some law firms, and the you know that could occupy all of my time. Sure. The podcast and the work I do with other attorneys does two things for me. One, I love helping people, and I really love helping lawyers like liberate themselves from some of the misconceptions and the things that hold them back. Um, from having successful law firms. The other thing is I learn better for others than I learn for myself. So the questions I get on the podcast, the guests I have on the podcast, and the lawyers with whom I consult force me to continue to learn, um, in to learn things I might not otherwise learn, which I can also bring back to my own businesses. So I learn it for them. And then I get, so, you know, if, I, if I'm working with Zen, I learn it for him, but then Vikram, I'm talking to you and you have a similar problem. I, like that thing I learned for him can benefit you. It can benefit all my other clients. Right. Then I bring it to the unbillable hour. And you know, with my guests, I can right. pepper them with things I've learned from other guests. And right. it creates this like great synergy of knowledge that I would not, I just don't have the discipline to do for me. Sure. But I'll do it for you. And uh, the discipline of learning for learning sake, you're learning because of a client for a client through the, the process of your work. And then your listeners, let alone your other clients, benefit from that. So that's great. It's kind of the reason why I do this, right? That I obviously I want to feature other podcast hosts. I want you to get to know you guys. I want you guys to get to know our audience. It's obviously a great marketing tool. But as a podcast host, I get to learn from you guys. of like, what are you doing that's working that I maybe should be doing or my team should be doing a little bit more effectively? 
And so by power of osmosis or, or stealing ideas, well, I'm able to kind of better what I can do for my own show, let alone our clients. What about for you, Zen? What's that motivation um, for you to do this uh, ongoing your, your week after week? Uh, it's a special motivation. And, and before I, I, I do that, Mark's also running for U.S. Senate, Christopher. Right. Okay. Give you an idea. He's got um, multiple reasons to get his name out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, um, this is going to hedge the edge of weirdness. And, and oh. yet, like Christopher said, it's true. Uh, as a teenager, I was in college pre-med program and, and I was having that, you know, come up and for what am I going to do with my life? Right. Then I was orphaned and adopted. I'd established an inner relationship already. <clears throat> and I prayed to know what truth was. I was willing to die for it if necessary unsuspecting of what the results of that were going to be. So several days later, I get asked by this inner voice if I'm willing to die for what I believe in. Long story short, I come to an awareness of cosmic consciousness and that being my uh, willing and uh, being willing to die for that and ended up in the light and beyond and uh, had this really, you know, it was like a, a feeling of home with an effervescent, iridescent, really high-pitched sensation to it, realizing I could think, so I wasn't dead. And then I questioned if there was more. After the light, I was in an indigo background with points of light surrounding me and was told that these were those that I'm to work with in order to facilitate a new world order, that it would happen in my lifetime to know this to be true, and that my life would be full of trials and tribulations, understatement, and yet that everything would be there at its appointed time, simply to trust and allow. And then I was came back into my body with a huge gulp of air and wondering, oh, man, what am I going to do with this? Questions were, OK, how do I prepare and when? Right. So when COVID happened, it's like, oh, man, here it is. And stepping into that was a much greater aspect of my life's fulfillment. And so one world originally was an attempt to explore others and get some corroboration for myself that these things are actually going on inside of people that they're not necessarily talking about because of the weirdness factor, right? How often have you tried to share something like that and been rejected by your friends, neighbors, family, and so forth? And so and then 30 years later, I really don't care anymore, right? Because I know what I know. And I'm going truth. to share that in somewhat of an eloquent conversational fashion that draws attention and, and engagement and even inspiration for that further engagement in life in ways that we may not have realized that we could actually do and yet have been waiting for an opportunity. COVID being the first you know, great opportunity we've ever had, where first we've been sequestered and you know, the obsession on self-hygiene got us to look inward and deciding, okay, who am I? What do I stand for? What am I willing to do for that? And then realizing, oh, I, I don't want to be afraid of everybody. I, I need company. I need family. I need, you know, connection and collaboration and things where we're actually and, in the community. And so the, the, the physical distancing of the misnomer of social distancing uh, was the trigger and motivation for you to have that social connection through your show. And uh, absolutely. Uh, that was part of it. And, and again, the flow, 
you know, when things come up and it's paying attention to what's happening around you gives you the opportunity to engage it. And they, life is full of serendipitous synchronicities. We sure. just often blow them off because they're so subtle. That's that's a pretty deep motivation, Zen. I'm sure Christopher is pretty relieved my life that day. So why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher was relieved that he didn't have to follow that. That, that was a... <laughs> like, I'm just waiting for the money. But no, that's... Uh, that, that's pretty profound, Zed. Uh, before we wrap up and, and, and you can uh, rave about another podcast host, I'd love for each of you to share with our listeners, where can they reach you? Where can they listen, possibly watch your show, Christopher? Uh, where can How can they reach you? How can they uh, watch and listen to the show? Great. Yeah. So they can. anybody can reach me at Christopher at Sunnyside Law. That's S-U-N. And I can't see the whole logo yeah, there. Sunny, S-U-N-N-Y. S-I-D-E-L-A-W.com. Um, and uh, yeah, that's a great way to reach me. Of course, I'm on LinkedIn um, uh, at Law Firm Business, um, uh, Twitter at Law Firm Business. Um, the uh, podcast is called The Unbillable Hour, and it's available on the Legal Talk Network. It's also available on Apple Podcasts and uh, other podcast platforms, a bunch of them. Um, and, uh, and so they can certainly grab the show there. We've more than thrilled to welcome them as a guest um do you do a video they, version is there a youtube version um there is not it's a is yeah, audio, audio only at this time and if they want to participate in the ask me anything um if they just shoot me a note at the sunnysidelaw.com they could also go to sunnysidelaw.com and fill out a form there so um, for the, the ama not to get you up but just for a clarification the ama people who come on are they attorneys though or are they specifically yes. and exclusively attorneys okay yeah you should be a law firm owner or want oh, to be right yeah. Okay. So, uh, and in this country, that means attorney, right? To yeah. Be a so. Um. Yeah. Uh, yes. Except in Arizona. Uh, Arizona. Um, and I thought California is flirting not, with the idea. Yeah, not nice. yet. Not yet. Okay. But yeah, Arizona and Washington D.C. But okay. um. Was that was that the end of your question? Uh, that was sort of the end. Of, yeah. How people yeah. can get hold of you and, and and watch and listen to the show as it were. So yeah, that makes sense. And what about you? How can people get a hold of you and um? watch the show and, and then we'll get to who your favorite uh, podcast host that you know well uh, love to hear from both of you but Zen how do people listen and watch the show well we are on YouTube as one world in a new world and we're across pretty much all the podcast networks Apple uh, iTunes and uh, Google uh, Anchor Spotify um, I don't know how many total they yeah, have but yeah. I, I know I, I set up quite a few everyone's you know, favorite podcast platform so, yes, that's great. Um, and they can get in touch with me at, at probably the best ones, coach at be the dream dot com. And or my digital Vitae uh, at Zen dot com. Cool. And uh, are you a podcast junkie like I am? Do you listen to a lot of podcasts and watch them? Actually, I'm a musician, so yeah. in my work during the day, I prefer a musical background your because when I listen to somebody talking, I tend to want to interact and sure. or write something, yeah. which right. is a distraction from what I need to get done. You know, it, it just happens. I, I love to engage and be engaged, and so I have to kind of manage. That, that's that. why I like conversational podcasts for that reason. It's like I'm uh, part of their conversation. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Got to be a time, you know, a place for me to give it effective attention. Sure. Right? Is there anyone that comes to mind? Uh, anyone that you know well that runs a podcast that you're a raving fan of? 
Uh, well, I really like Mark and his cohort. Uh, uh, oh gosh, I, I'll remember his name in just a minute. Uh, Andy. And they do a podcast called Peace Radicals for the Live and Let Live Movement. Mark is really a, a great host. He's also rather outspoken and willing to talk about anything, any issue, and address it from the perspective of Live and Let Live as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be great to have him on the show in the future. It sounds like he'd be a fun and interesting guest. Already was. That's how I became executive director of Live and yeah. Let Live, was yeah, through that serendipitous synchronicity that just happened to roll out in, you know, magnificent fashion. And I was able to step through the door. Right. It, cool. You know, opportunities come up constantly for us. And it's the choice of whether to go through the door or not that is the uh, optimal result. And you can always back out of it. But, you know, it's more fun walking through the door, especially if you're a bit timid or frightened of what's on the other side yeah uh, that that makes sense that that makes sense christopher what about you are you a, a podcast junkie do you watch podcasts no no podcast? no, no. Okay. um and and again it's time right yeah, so sure. I, I i do listen to podcasts i just i just wouldn't call myself a junkie there's, <laughs> okay, okay. um there there's two kinds and I'll, i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to make sure i got the criteria right i have to personally know the, the i would say yeah someone that you know pretty well someone that who would come this way we can invite them as a guest potentially okay so you know yes well. yeah. so i won't mention the rich roll podcast because that's that's one that i listen to a lot but uh, oh that's I don't fine know you can mention it. oh no but definitely yeah. rave about a, a show yeah. that you, even if you don't know the host really well if you want to rave about that person as well you know so yeah. referral podcast is one of them yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, no. The, so, the two kinds I listen to are one are about self improvement, just like me, my body, my 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 health. Um, and I love the Rich Roll podcast for that. But I don't know Rich. We're born in the same month, the same year, but I don't know him. Um, oh wait, I I, I, th I misheard. I heard it as referral podcast. What what's yeah. his name? Rich. Rich Roll. R O W L. Rich Roll. Um, okay. Cool. Fin fantastic podcast. And then, uh, but the one that who I do know is uh, a gentleman with whom I have coached. Um, in other words, he's been my coach, um, okay. him and his organization. And his name is David Nagel, N-E-A-G-L-E. -E, um, and it's the Successful Mind podcast. Um, and uh, that's that's one that I catch on a regular basis. Oh, great. Well, uh, uh, I look forward and, if you can introduce us. That'll be great. For I, and I can make that. Extra. Show, he's yeah, been a guest yeah. on my show, and I can certainly yeah. make that introduction. Obviously, it sounds like you know him really well if he was your coach. So that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing, both of you. Thank you, both of you, for taking the time. There's, like We spent about a good 45 minutes together really diving deep into the success of your shows and how it's benefited you and benefited your guests and benefited uh, your audience as well. So this has been fantastic for me to kind of learn about different formats. We also like to talk about how shows are formatted and for you to take an AMA and ask me anything and turn that into a podcast is also kind of an innovative use of content and content marketing. So thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Zen. Anything that we didn't cover that you want to just wrap up with? If not, we'll, we'll end it here. I would invite everyone to check out the live and let live.org website. It's brand new. We just posted the new site yesterday. Oh, congratulations. We always like website launches. Well, that's phenomenal. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Again, we stream just about every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, and you can catch episodes at uh, YouTube, of course, and just about every major podcast platform, just like these two gentlemen. Thank you again. My name is Vikram Rajan, co-founder of Video Socials, and I've been your host of Why We Podcast. Until next time. Thank you much.